The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Name of Jesus. Revelations chapter 21. Please rise on your feet. Let's do some Bible reading together. Revelations 21. Ask your neighbor for me again. Where is your Bible? In case you don't have a Bible, just look on the screen. I'll read you. Follow. Now I saw a new heaven and the new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth, the one we know as at now, has passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Hmm. It's not what we know as at now. Then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem. So there's a new heaven, there's a new earth, there's a new Jerusalem. Coming down out from God. It came out of God. Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Verse 3, I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, look, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Verse 5, then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. Hallelujah. A new heaven, a new earth, a new Jerusalem, and all things, anything that you can fit into it, the power to make it new resides with me. And he said to me, write or read, like we are doing today, or preach, like I'm going to do in a few minutes, or teach, for these words, which words, look, I make all things new. They are true, and they are faithful. And they said to me, it is done, or it is finished. I am the Alpha, glory be to God, and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of water of life, the fountain of the water of life, freely to him who thirsts. Verse 7, he who overcomes shall inherit all things. Can say all new things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son or my daughter. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, and we have to stop because of space. <laughs> Can you see that there? <laughs> there are a lot more bad things and sins than that. All liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, 
which is the second death. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the blessing upon the reading of your word. Speak to us again this morning. Touch each and every person under the sound of my voice. Let us hear you clearly. Let us understand what you are saying to us. And let us live in these things and bear fruits, tangible fruit in our lives with them. In the name of Jesus. All right. Praise God. Help me high five your neighbor and say all things new. Okay. Um, Because of time, let me quickly cut to the chase. From the text we read and emphasizing from verse 5 really, in redemption because of the finished work by reason of new birth and us being new creations in Christ, in other words, through the shed blood of Jesus, we The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-0000640. can now experience all things new. Hallelujah. Um, The prophetic word God gave us as a church family this year is a year of new things. And now the first quarter has come and gone. It's a good time to assess. There's a word the Bible uses, reckoning. You take account. The first 90 days have come and gone. Um, To what degree am I experiencing newness? Of course, you are not going to experience the fullness of what newness is in one calendar year. And the plan of God is that from 2019 going forward, newness will now be a part of our everyday lives. Can I hear a loud amen? Amen. But bless God, in the course of this year, you can begin to walk in higher dimensions of new things. That's why God gives us a prophetic word. And as we start this new quarter, as we start this new month of April the sec- in the second quarter, I want to encourage everyone to assess yourselves. Do a reconciliation, a reckoning. Because before you know it, the second quarter we end. We are now doing half year. Then the third quarter, you end. then the almighty year, 2020, will come. And another prophetic word will have come. And if you've not taken time to establish this one in your spirit so that I can continue to produce fruit in your life, after 2020, um, the purpose for which it was sent, you may not experience it. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. So I want to challenge anyone under the sound of my voice that you need a fresh beginning. Maybe the first quarter did not work out for you the way you want. Start afresh. Start afresh. You can have newness, all things new. Everything that needs to be made new in your life can be made new. And if you've already started seeing some progress, I want to encourage you to take things to another dimension. Go up to another level. 
like we are saying in our project launch, for some of us, it's a relaunch because we have already launched. We can look back. Let me start with those people that were there when this ministry started in Ife. I'm going to go back to that somehow in this message today. Look how far God has brought you. Think about the progress you have made in your work with God from that student you were to who you are today. I don't know when you connected to this ministry. Dr. K first received this vision August 1990. Next year, that will be 30 years. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. Look how fast. Some of us have been launched already. What you now need to do is to relaunch. Glory be to God. And if you've not started, please start. Use this new month, this new quarter to restart. In redemption. Our focus this month. In new birth. Because you are now a new creation through the finished work or because of the finished work and through the blood of Jesus, we can experience this concept of all things new. Look at verse 5 again in the text we just read. He who sat on the throne, and in the previous chapters he had referred to seeing a lamb on the throne, the lamb that was on the throne. He who sat on the throne, he made this wonderful statement, behold, Look, I make all things new. Hallelujah. Because I died, I, I shed my blood, I sacrificed my life for all of humanity. I now make that process that I went through, what I did in redemption, I make all things new. Nobody should be stuck in anything old. Nobody should be trapped in anything old. Everything that God doesn't want for you, right here and now or from this day forward, if you don't want it anymore, you can break free from it because of me that sits on the throne. Can I hear loud? Amen. amen. And he said, write or preach or teach it, tell it, believe it, receive it, announce it, confess it, live by it because these words are true. All things new is not a fable. It is not a myth. It is not a joke. It's not fanciful words. They are true words and they are faithful words. And anybody that is interested can live in it. Oh, hallelujah. Write it, John. It's true and it's faithful. And in verses 6 and 7, he explained what he meant by saying, I make all things new. Look at the, the evidence he gave us. He said to me, it is done, referring to the finished work. Somebody say, because of the finished work. I can't hear you this morning. Because of the finished work. And peradventure, does anybody here doesn't understand what we mean when we say the finished work? We are talking about Jesus dying on the tree. That was, those were the last words Jesus spoke as he hanged on that tree as his life was leaving his body, he declared it is finished. Here he's saying it is done. He's making reference to what, he, what he's talking about. So because it is done, you can now have all things new. Glory be to God. Yeah. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. 
Look at this reference he made to new birth. We, 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 we quoted this last month, or we talked about this last month, about the Holy Spirit being the fountain of living water. So he is referencing the new birth experience. I will give of the fountain of living water freely to him that thirsts. So because of you receiving that fountain of living water, again, that's a reference to the Holy Spirit. Last month we talked about that extensively. Because you have the Holy Spirit living in you, as a fountain of living water so that you don't have to thirst for these things anymore. You can have them when you need them. Because of that, you can now have all things new. Hallelujah. Verse 7, he who overcomes, again, referring to the new creation, new birth. 1 John 5, 4 says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. He who overcomes, talking about the new creation, someone that has been born again, someone that has the fountain of living water in him, someone that has received, it is finished. He who overcomes can have all things new. Hallelujah. And then he mentioned the fact that we are now God's children, referring to our new birth. I will be his God, and he will be my son. How many children of God are in this house this morning? How many people can declare that God is their father and he is our God? I want to announce to you, you can have all things new. You can have all things new. You can have all things new. And you should be having all things new. Particularly in this year with a prophetic word over your life of new things. And all these things could not have happened without the shed blood. He's the lamb on the throne. Let's look at that scripture I love to quote a lot. Revelations 5.12. Go back there again. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm having all things new in my life. Anything old, anything obsolete, anything that pertains to darkness... Anything of the devil that is still in my life as of today and I don't want any longer in this season by the power of redemption, by the resurrection power of almighty God at work in my life, I am flushing those things out of my life and everything that Jesus has made available for me through his shed blood on Calvary Street that I want to see in my life. I am welcoming them. I'm embracing them into my life in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 12, Revelation 5, saying with a loud voice, he said, I had thousands and thousands of the saints declaring, worthy is the lamb who was slain. This is the he that sat on the throne that John said he saw in Revelation 21. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing for us. Hallelujah. I can have all things new. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I'm having all things new. Praise God. Hallelujah. Is somebody ready to receive? Yes, Are you sure? Yes, um, at the beginning of the year, we taught several things about how you can experience this concept of newness or how you can have all things new. And one of the things I emphasize greatly is you need to change how you believe. A paradigm shift in how you apply your faith. You need to change how you think, how you see things, how you believe things. We know it is by faith so that it can be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed. The grace side is the one Jesus has done for us. Nobody died on the tree here. Nobody sacrificed his life. Nobody shed his blood. Nobody went to hell on our behalf. Jesus did all that. That is the supply of grace. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. But grace alone cannot help us because it is of faith, Romans 4, 16, so that it can be by grace. What that simply means is it takes us believing. Jesus made a reference in that text we read in Revelation 21, the unbelievers, and he used different ways to qualify them, idolaters, murderers, anyone that does not believe it is finished. They can't experience this all things new. So there is a need for faith. Hallelujah. That it is available doesn't mean somebody will automatically experience it. I use the analogy of air and breathing a lot. Air is available. That is grace. God gave it to us. However, your lungs must also function. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you don't have healthy lungs and a third step, you must also be willing to breathe. You will not be breathing. Those three things are happening. Even though you are breathing, quote and unquote, unconsciously or subconsciously now, the air that God gives us has to be there. Your lungs must be healthy and your willingness to breathe is important. The same thing with grace and faith. Oh, yes, it is God that creates lungs. Yes, but he has put it inside you. Yes, it is God that gave us human will. Yes, he has put it inside of you. You are the one that applies that. You are the one that chooses to believe or not. Like somebody has to choose to believe that they will experience new things in their life this year. You have to choose that. And then you must be willing to do what it takes to really breathe. Amen. So if that is the case, we said, check how you are believing. Oh, hallelujah. And change it. Do something dramatic in your attitude of how you apply your faith. Because if you continue doing faith like you have been doing it before, you will not see the new things because your faith has not changed. Pray with me this morning. Say, I receive grace, I grace for, a for a dramatic change, a paradigm shift in the application of my faith. Hallelujah. One of the areas where we need a paradigm shift and now we use our faith is in receiving of miracles. Today is a miracle service. 
and I announce by faith and by the authority of God and the things God has shown me in the Spirit. Somebody here, in fact, several people here, you are leaving this service with miracles manifested in your life in the name of Jesus. And I will tell you this, you need miracles though. In fact, we are changing this, our first Sunday service now to not just communion service, communion and miracles. Some of us are in such terrible natural states and we have so many things working against us, we need a miracle. There are people here that need financial miracles. There are people here that need health miracles. There are people here that need miracles in their marriages. Different aspects of life. God needs to break the natural order or the natural sequence. God has to supersede how things are flowing naturally for you and reset things as it were. Hallelujah. But I'm grateful to God that miracles are available. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? I want to announce to somebody this morning, part of all things new is your financial miracles. In fact, one of the ways you are going to experience all things new is for God to step in and perform a miracle on your behalf. Amen. And today, you will experience such in the name of Jesus. Amen. But hear me and hear me well. How you apply your faith can determine how you receive miracles. And having a shift in the application of your faith is vital. Particularly if you are talking about miracles you've never handled before. So in the next few minutes, I want to give you a few things that will help you to have a shift in your faith for miracles. And listen to me, and listen to me very well. I have just limited time. Now, in the course of last month, when we started talking about wonders without number, lift your hands and say, I have wonders without number in my life. I were praying on Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah, Friday was when we prayed about wonders. We read that text in Isaiah 9. Jesus' name shall be wonderful. And you know Jesus has given us his name. So we prayed, my own name too is wonderful. Hallelujah. Means full of wonders. Say with me, I'm full of wonders. Say it again, I'm full of wonders. That's what the word wonderful means. Say with me, I'm full of wonders. I am not a stranger to wonders. I live in the realm of wonders. Like the choir sang to us a few weeks ago. Say it with me. I'm a talking, I'm a talking walking, walking, breathing, moving, living miracle. Hallelujah. Let's even start from there. Somebody's thinking is to shift in that area. And this is even the main thing I want to talk about. In this part of the world, if you are not careful, we have this something miracle is something I have to go for. Let me bring it home to King's Word. And I'm not saying it is wrong. I'm only saying somebody needs a shift in the application of their faith. So for some people, miracle is I have to come for supernatural night of wonders with Dr. K. That, that's how their thinking is. It's when there's snow with Dr. K. That's when miracles happen. And it's only when Dr. K says there's somebody here that is not breathing or somebody here that is not walking and they give that word of knowledge and the person comes out and Dr. K says, check it, is it the anyone? The person says, no, that's, only, that's their paradigm of what a miracle is. Now, the interesting thing is that they are not wrong. But you can't stay in that paradigm alone. For once and for one thing, Pastor T is not going to preach like that. And Pastor T is your pastor. 
Dr. K has gone back to Chicago. <laughs> Amen. That is not the only paradigm for a miracle. As powerful as that is, that is the way the Spirit of God expresses the miraculous in Dr. K's ministry. Praise the Lord. But that is not the only paradigm. Some people, let's go beyond King's Word. It's when they go for redemption camp or when they go for power must change hand. They have this concept talking about receiving miracles. It's when they go for one gym gym service. And after we are prayed, and the man of God does things, and, and they are not wrong. But that can't be the only concept of the miraculous that you have. Because in that sense, you are wrong. If that is all you think a miracle is. You need to change your paradigm. You are sitting in a miracle right now. If you are a part of King's Word, you are sitting in a miracle. If you are born again, your name is wonderful. You are a miracle. It's not something you go and chase. You are a miracle. Oh, hallelujah. But somebody is not thinking that way. And he's not exercising his faith that way. So even though he's a walking, talking, moving, breathing miracle, even though he sits in a miracle, he lives in a miracle, he's not experiencing the miracle. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Think about this for a minute. This is one of the most recent skills the Holy Ghost has given me lately. Said the, the problem, I shared this with the workers in our vigil. Said you human beings, the problem is you, you get easily disturbed with the shortcomings of your human frailty. You are not able to put everything in one picture. And God tried to do that with the Bible for us. That's why they summarize stories in the Bible. And they will just, in two chapters or one chapter, tell us about David's life. David lived for over 60 years. There were moments where he went to the toilet. You won't see that in the Bible. There were moments where he took a bath. You won't see that in the Bible. There were moments where Nepal took his light. Please use your imagination. I don't have that much time. You won't see that in your Bible. There were moments where he ran through four hours of traffic. And his mood became bitter. You won't see that in your Bible. What will you see in the Bible? Samuel took to take him to David's house, poured oil on his head. All of a sudden, David killed Goliath. Then David became king, and he ruled, and he became the greatest king. Summarized. That was 60, 70 years. They left out all the traffic, all the transformer blew in their area for three months. They didn't have lights. <laughs> but watch. Even though all those things happened in David's life, David still believed in the anointing upon his life. While David was going through that four-hour traffic, he was tapping into that anointing. And that's why those things that they reported that happened in his life were reported for us, and they happened. So God said, the problem with you guys is you can't put your 30 years experience, 20 years experience, you can't summarize it and put it on a page. Are you hearing me this morning? And if you can start doing that like the Bible was written, it will become more obvious to you how much of a miracle you are living in and the reality that you, in fact, are a miracle. Oh, glory be to God. So God helped me to summarize the, the last 30 years. It will be 30 years next year, but let me round it up. The last 30 years of King's Word, that in August 1990, God gave a teenage boy that was broke, busted, and disgusted, gave him a thought. 
I just want you to see how much of a miracle you are sitting in and you are living in. God gave him a thought. And look at what that thing has become 30 years after. In nothing less than four continents of the world, there's a King's Word service holding. Thousands of lives have been changed. I talked about this building last week. When we wanted to purchase this land about 10 years ago, if we sold everybody that was called to that meeting, we could not get 25 million. 10 years after, there are individuals here today that their own singular seat to church is more than that 25 million naira. But it took 10 years. If you can put that story on one statement, we came for the meeting, they asked for 25 million naira, and now somebody has dropped 25 million naira. It will be obvious to you how much of a wonder it is. But 10 years have come and gone. That person that is now giving us 25 million naira alone, he had to go to work every day. Or he had to do his business every day. There was four-hour traffic to and fro every day. In fact, the first two, three transactions he did, they duped him. But God has now helped him over the 10-year period. And someone is now giving us 25 million naira. Someone is giving us 30 million naira. You are living in a wonder. You are sitting in a miracle. You are a wonder. You are a miracle. Check how far God has worked in your life. If God has ever done anything in your life, you will see how much of a wonder you are. Put it on one page. Don't just process it through 30 years. You may lose sight of the wonder if you process it through 30 years, but put it on two chapters of the Bible like they told us about David and all that. You will see how much of a wonder you are in. And then do faith from that place. Praise God. So two years ago, God told me, this billion flow overflow you are talking about, so don't just be talking about it. Set a target. So I set a target of 50 million that we raise, apart from the Titan offering and all that. Let's, let, and that's when the idea of KMI fund came. We've done 50 million now. The next 50 million will come in less than two years because my faith is now, I, I, I'm realizing how much of a miracle we are in. One day, I will come to this. Look, that 50 million is working in Kingswood now. That's over and above the tithes and offerings and even the projects these people give. There's a 50 million naira plus we have invested in doing ministry in Kingswood, Africa. We are going to get another 50 million. One day I will come, I will tell you that is now. We are 500 billion. I mean, 500 million. Because my, my tithe, I'm not believing God for 50 million anymore. I'm not believing God for 100 million. And when it could, then I will go to 200 million. And my faith will just continue to grow. And now it's getting easier because I'm getting a clearer picture of the one that we are in. Let me close. Glory be to God. Three concepts. And somebody get ready to receive your miracle right now. Because you are the miracle. And you are sitting in the miracle. Hallelujah. I gave you three concepts. Number one is the concept of walk. This shifts the way you are using your faith for miracle. So thank God for the miracle I get when I come for snow with Dr. K, or I go for Holy Ghost night, or I go for power must change hand. Thank God for that. And you can get miracles that way. But please, have a paradigm shift. There's something called walking of miracles in your Bible. So miracles manifest where walk is going on. Hallelujah. Walk. Praise God. Let me give you a few scriptures and then I close. Amen. Somebody shout walking of miracles. I can't hear you this morning. 
you can do better than that. South walking of miracles. Say with me, I'm a living wonder. I am a breathing wonder. Right where I am, it's a wonder. This church that I'm sitting in is a wonder. This ministry that I'm covered by is a wonder. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So what, what is it to experience miracles? Walk. All the service groups and the teams in church now, they are doing a worker's drive. Where people walk, miracles show up. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Mark 16 and 20. They went out and preached everywhere. As they were preaching the gospel, the Lord was walking with them. What work were they doing that God was doing with them? Preaching of the gospel. Hallelujah. Confirming the word with signs following. Acts 19, 11. I will give you two or three scriptures under each of these three things. Now God walked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that handkerchiefs and aprons were brought from his body to the sick and diseases left them. Walk. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 12, 10. In describing the nine gifts of the Spirit. This is how they describe the gifts of miracles. Walking of miracles. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 10. So to experience the miraculous, to see miracles, there is a concept of walking. Hallelujah. Second concept is the concept of vision. This is how Jesus described it in John 19. Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the son can do nothing but what he sees the father do. So he was telling them all these miracles you are seeing happening, blind eyes opening, picking gold from the con uh, gold coin from the mouth of a fish, feeding 5,000, raising the dead. I saw God do it. Hallelujah. So it's important that we pray for God to open our eyes. Hallelujah. I can see God give us one billion to do ministry in this church. And it's a practical kind of sin. I'm not waiting for one billion to enter my account. I started by, okay, I can believe for 50 million. That one has come. Now I'm believing for 100 million. I'm seeing that. It's not yet in our account, but I can see it. That's how the miracles come. And you pray and ask God, show me, show me. Tap your neighbor and say, let God open your eyes. Let God open your eyes. Are you with me this morning? Genesis 13, God told Abraham, after Lot left him, Lift up your eyes now. Hallelujah. Can I hear somebody say, I'm lifting up my eyes in this service. And I'm believing God to show me something that I've not seen before. Because I want to experience the miraculous. I remember where we are coming from. Experiencing miracles is part of us experiencing all things new. Amen. God told Abraham, lift up your eyes now. Look from the place where you are. Genesis 13, 13. Northward, southward, eastward, westward. All the land that you see, you have to see it first. You and your descendants forever, I will give it to you. So, that was Abraham's life miraculous. Oh, talk to me, somebody. It was predicated on what he saw in the north, what he saw in the south, what he saw in the east, what he saw in the west. The 50 million I'm testifying about this morning, I saw it two years ago. The 100 million I'm prophesying about, I'm seeing it today. 
The one billion we'll get to, I'm seeing you today. Somebody needs to see. To experience the miraculous. Hallelujah. And the third factor is power. Power. Ephesians 3.20. Miracles are simply a function of power. The power of God at work in us. So, every Christian has power. Worthy is the Lamb. Revelation said that has received power for us. You have power. There is no such thing as a powerless Christian. But I can tell you there's a Christian that doesn't stir up the power inside of him. There's a Christian that does not believe he is powerful. There's a Christian that he believes he's powerful, oh boy, he's too lazy to fast and pray and stir up the power to another dimension. Not that he doesn't have power. There is no Christian that cannot see the invisible. But there's a Christian that will not pray and say, God, enlighten the eyes of my understanding. Oh, hallelujah. And there's no such thing as a Christian that does not have work. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto the good works. But there are Christians that will not join a service group and will not serve God. And it all comes from a wrong concept of their paradigm of experiencing the miraculous. If you are like me, that you want miracles in your life, do I have such people here this morning? Honestly, nobody has to beg me to serve God. Particularly what I know. In fact, my plan is to go to another level. Hallelujah. Nobody has to beg me to start praying for vision and revelation, to fast for vision and revelation. But go to show me. Let me see that one billion naira clear. Because I know as I see, I can experience. Nobody has to start begging me to pray and stir up the power of God inside of me. That I may know the exceeding greatness of his power at work in me that believe according to the working of his mighty power. Ephesians 1, 19 and 20, that raised Christ from the dead. The power that raised Jesus from the dead is available to me. Hallelujah. Worthy is the lamb that received that power for me. That's all to see miracles. Thank God for the miracles we see at snow. But we are not limited, bless God, to what we see at snow. We can go beyond that and walk for God. It's the walking of miracles. We see the miracles as we walk. And ask the Holy Ghost to help us to see. See one billion naira coming into the house of God. Amen. And stay up the power. Are you ready for all things new? Do you believe it is yours? Can you understand how to realize it? Through the three things I've shared with you. Say with me, walking, walking seeing, seeing, and power. power. Rise on your feet and say it again. Walking, walking seeing, seeing, and power. Say this second quarter of my life. As was prophesied over us by our Father in the Lord, Dr. K. These next 30 days, I'm not hearing somebody's voice, so say it again. These next 30 days, this second quarter of 2019, the favor of God will walk in miraculous dimensions in my life. As I walk for God, like I've never done before, like I, as I see visions and revelations from a whole new level, and as I stir up the power of God at work in my life. Oh, hallelujah. Say this with me. I see miracles everywhere. I see miracles 
making all things new in my life, starting from now, in the name of Jesus. Leave those hands where you are this morning, somebody. Let's do the one we can do in this service. We can stir up the power of God for the miraculous.